1: You don't look at the schedule in terms of how we're going to fare. New England opens up with Philadelphia. You can't get ready for Philly. If you've never played Philly before in this six-pack offense, you've got no chance to get ready for him on a short week, on a week. You're listening to the GM Shuffle with Michael Lombardi, presented by DraftKings and V-SIN. Here is Femi Abebafe.
0: Welcome to another edition of the GM Shuffle with Michael Lombardi, presented by DraftKings and v I'm your host, Femi Abebefe. As always, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. Wherever you get your podcast, our producer Elliot Bowman with us on the ones and twos. We're officially on the DraftKings Network. Big news from DK Nation earlier this week, but also big news in the NFL, Michael Lombardi. Schedule, 2023 regular season's out. Yesterday was like Christmas morning for me. I couldn't sleep. I woke up 345 West Coast time. I was ready to go with this schedule. We got it yesterday evening. Uh, How excited are you now that we finally have dates attached to these games?
1: Not only do we have dates, we have odds. We have point spreads. I mean, it's interesting how quickly they came up with the point spreads. But for me, you know, I love knowing who you're going to play. I look at it a lot differently than I think most people do. I think the worst thing – Second only to mock drafts, second only to mock drafts are this exercise that most beat writers do, which is predicting the one loss record based on how the schedule has come out. Like, mm-hmm. there can't be a dumber exercise in all of sports. Like, seriously, like, you know, this guy, they're going to lose this one, win that one. I mean, has anybody ever gone back and checked those predictions? Absolutely I mean, not. come on. It's ridiculous, right? So th- when you look at the schedule, like you look at the schedule, you, you know, you're in the league you don't look at the schedule in terms of how we're going to fare. You look at the schedule in terms of the first thing you look for is what team do we have to practice a lot of in camp and OTA days? See, the beautiful thing about the schedule coming out early, Femi, is that it gives teams and coaches a chance to prepare for the the games that are you can't prepare for a week. For example, New England opens up with Philadelphia, mm-hmm. Okay. You can't get ready for Philly if you've never played Philly before in this six-back offense. You got no chance to get ready for them on a short week, on a week, on a six-day week. It's really hard. It's why they've outscored people so much in the first half. It's why they scored 207 points in the second quarter. The speed of the game's too much for you. So it gives you a chance to take a step back and say, "Okay, we're going to prepare for Philly with our OTA days. We'll have some time here, and then at training camp, we'll prepare for it." because it's their opener. So it gives them a lot of time. So that's the first thing you look at is like, what team do I not know that's unique enough that I have to practice against?
0: Yeah, I think that's a really, really good point there. And that's something that I looked at yesterday. I was like, oh, New England can have all summer to prepare for that Philadelphia offense, which a lot of teams have been trying to prepare for after what they did last season here. Were you surprised? Because I was surprised, When I saw yesterday morning that the league chose the Detroit Lions, they had a chance to pick Uh, the Buffalo Bills, the Cincinnati Bengals. We could have gone with the rematch of the Super Bowl, Eagles at Chiefs at Arrowhead, but they picked Dan Campbell, restore the roar, Detroit Lions, to kick off the season with the Kansas City Chiefs on opening night.
1: You know, I I think to me, uh, I was shocked by it. I really was because as as good as they finished in the season and the way they ended – you know, are we sure they're really going to be good enough? I mean, you know, are we sure that they're not the team that gave up 350 yards to, to Carolina mm-hmm. in, the in what, week seven, 16, 17 of the season? Are we sure they're not the team that got shut out in New England? I mean, I think they're they're good. I mean, obviously they've improved. They're, they've gone from good, are they great? It's going to be a hard game for Detroit. I think it's a great opportunity for Detroit because – You know, here they go into Arrowhead, a place that's far into them. Again, a team that they're going to have to get ready for. And Kansas City's going to have to spend some time getting ready for Detroit. That, you know, this could go sideways quickly on Detroit if they don't understand it. The crowd, the emotion, all those things. It's a hard game to play when they're raising banners.
0: Yeah, that's a very hard game to play. And I just thought that. The league kind of got a little cute with this matchup, and I get it. Detroit's a team that a lot of people are buzzing about this year. They're the favorites when you look at the odds to win the NFC North, and everybody kind of is rooting for Detroit after hard knocks last season, but there were so many other kind of tried-and-true games that you could have gone to. I mean, Cincinnati and Kansas City, which that game is going to be played on New Year's Eve, we're gonna have to wait all the way till week seventeen to get that <laughs> one there. But like like the burrowhead kind of trash talk and those two teams, back to back AFC title games, I feel like that's like one of the burgeoning rivalries in the NFL that we could have kicked the season off. Because who doesn't love to kick things off with a little animosity? Those two teams hate each other. Yeah. I would have loved to see that game yeah. in the opener, uh opener on NBC. Yeah,
1: yeah I would have too, but I, I think to me, look, let's face it, I think every game in the NFL can be compelling. I think this mm-hmm. is what makes the league so fun. And You know, Detroit is a great, I mean, the state of Michigan is one of the best states in football. I mean, look, we haven't really, it's been a sleeping giant for years in Detroit. And so for them to to come out and kind of have an opportunity to get center stage, it gives us a chance to really see if they're prepared. I think it puts a lot of pressure on Detroit. Are they ready to do this? Are they ready to take that giant step? You know, or are they not mature enough to handle it? I think those are the things that are going to really get addressed rather quickly. You got to turn up the heat fairly significantly mm-hmm. because you just can't put your toe in the water when you walk into Arrowhead.
0: I mean, you talk about being on the big stage. How about Monday Night Football, week one on Broadway, New York City? Well, it's the Meadowlands, but I get it. But if they're the New York Jets and Aaron Rodgers hosting the Buffalo Bills, boy, the NFL schedule makers, they said, hey, Jets, if you guys are anything, we're going to find out real quick when you look at those first five, six weeks of the New York Jets schedule here. And it starts off against the team that's been uh, reigning over the AFC East the last few years here the Buffalo Bills.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, I—I I mean, were you you weren't surprised by that. i am What well, oh, no. I'm surprised was that, you know, Aaron Rodgers is in on Sunday night football to start it off, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I would have thought maybe he would have been on Sunday Night Football, but look—you had to put America's I, I think team when on there. You, yeah, I mean, when <laughs> when you when you break down the schedule, I mean, this is—I I just think to me the Jets are going to be a really interesting story. How about the way I thought what was interesting was the Bills? the The Bills opened up in that game. I think they opened a three and a half point favorite. Three point and it favorite. got bet down immediately. It mm-hmm. got bet down to a point, one and a half. So I, 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 I thought it should have opened up kind of like at a one and a half. I was surprised it was that much, you know, and it got bet down immediately. So I think the Jets are being taken a little bit, uh, you know, they are being taken seriously, but I'm not sure they're being taken as seriously by the book. Like I don't see the gap between Buffalo and the Jets with Rogers now on the team. I, I don't see this gap as being that significant.
0: Yeah, no, I saw the same thing that you saw when the game was announced yesterday because it was announced before the full 272 games. And I looked at one of the sports books and they had Buffalo three point favorites. And I just tweeted, I was like, oh, like that seems a little much for me. And it wasn't surprising yeah. to see that one go down. It went all the way down to pick them in some spots, but I believe it's now Bills 1, one 1.5. I didn't place any bets. I'm probably not going to place any bets uh, prior to like. August or September here, unless something really jumps out to me, but uh, that one definitely stood out. And so that, I don't, that's I don't mind so hard.
1: It. I mean, the, the other thing you look at at scheduling is why people, when they go through that exercise of how many we're going to win, how many we're going to lose is you don't, you don't know the injury. Yeah. You don't know the game that the, the team played the week before, what the effect of that game is on the team you know and so what you're constantly doing when you look at the schedule is you want to play you know you want to play a team after they played Baltimore or Pittsburgh where it's a physical game and there's a lot of wear and tear. The injury report might not reflect it, but that's kind of a good situation to be in. And this whole strength of schedule to me is is a little bit look, the AFC we know is really good. I mean, mm-hmm. with all the quarterbacks in the AFC, we know it. So, you know, if you're an AFC team like the Patriots, I think they have the hardest schedule. They're fourth, they were a fourth seed. And they have one of the hardest schedules because it's hard. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to face quarterbacks. And then they play the NFC East with Dak and Hurts. So it's hard. You're getting good quarterback. Everything about the schedule is what quarterback are you playing? And if you don't know that, if the opening of the game, you say say Matthew Stafford's not healthy or, you know, say Ryan Tannehill's not playing for Tennessee, you know, that changes everything in terms of how to play that team.
0: The New York Jets also going to be playing on Black Friday, the first ever Black Friday game in NFL history. They'll be hosting my guy Tua and the Dolphins in the Meadowlands. There, they are uh, yeah. short favorites in that uh, game. So. Guy, I love my, how
1: you, I love how you take ownership of it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I love you know, that. I, I'll,
0: I'll be honest. You know, I like Tua. I think he's going to be a productive player. I'm crossing my fingers that he can stay healthy. That is a big, big, big concern for him going forward here. But we want to see him healthy because that team, I think, can be a factor in the AFC. How about the Super Bowl rematch? We don't get it opening night. We do get it November 20th, Monday night football. I know ESPN's doing cartwheels for that one. Eagles at the Chiefs at Arrowhead Stadium.
1: Yeah, that'll be a fun game. I mean, all those are – you know, anytime you get two really good – I mean, it's about quarterbacks, right? Mm-hmm. It's about this – it's Mahomes versus Burrow. It's Mahomes versus Hurts. It's, you know, it's about the offensive quarterbacks, you know. I mean, with Thanksgiving, we get the Packers and the Lions. I mean, maybe we'll see Jordan Love play at a higher level. But I think to me, you know, I, I don't get as caught up with – there's like certain marquee games because – You know, would we have thought Jacksonville would have been a marquee team at the end of the year last year, the way they were playing? No. Mm -hmm. Or the Giants? No. You know, so it's like, to me, you have to let things kind of play out. But it's always about the quarterback, right? It's always about what quarterback faces what another quarterback. I mean, we got the Commanders and Sam Howell against the Cowboys on Thanksgiving Day. You know, how's that going to work out? We don't know what Sam – will Sam Howell be the starter come Thanksgiving? Who knows? You know, there's so much much uncertainty. That's what makes the schedule – tricky to kind of indicate and predict
0: you know one thing i did like is that i was looking at the schedule and i was curious about the lead up to that eagles chiefs game what was going to happen the week prior both teams will be coming off the bye week so hopefully that they're healthy they're good to go they're an extra rest we'll have a fun game on monday night football between the eagles and the chiefs you mentioned we don't know who's gonna be playing the quarterback san francisco is the team that is glaring with that sign right now who's going to be a qb is it purdy is it Darnold? is it lance is it to be named later well, they're well, taking is the
1: supposedly Eagles. light years. He's another Buzz Lightyear. Did you just see that quote today? I did see did that. Did you see that Buzz Lightyear's <laughs> quote? We got a Buzz Lightyear quote I knew it was coming. I thought, I I thought we had coming. to wait a little bit. You, you were on it. Yeah. I, we got it this no, weekend. I mean, I knew it was coming. Can we get an amen for that? I mean, we knew it was coming, you know? I, I mean, it was, it was coming. Light years, light years. He's unbelievable. He looks like sensational. Oh, my God. You know, I mean, we haven't played anybody nor have we been in any <laughs> drills, but he looks sensational.
0: Well, you know, I mean, he's healed up from the finger injury. He was dealing with that ha- hanging in the last season. Is Let what me Kyle ask Shanahan you this question.
1: Said. Has Trey Lance not ever looked sensational until the games? I mean, think about that. Think about go back and research all the commentary that's come out of the Bay Area and tell me that what you've ever heard is doubts about Lance during prep. You've never heard any of that. He's sensational. All you hear is incredible, right? Until they hmm. get to the games and then all of us. Oh, shit. We're in trouble now. Like, so like at some point, just say nothing, say nothing, put, you know, say nothing. You don't have to go to the extremes.
0: Well, silence is deafening. You know, if they say nothing, then people are going to know that they don't really want them.
1: Yeah. Well I know they don't you know, I mean I when they when they false Bravado, I I know it's a it's a lie. It's like Salai saying, Oh, we didn't sign Randall Cobb because, you know, you know, we Aaron Rodgers did you know, we signed him because we won him. Oh yeah, Robert. Okay, great. So we're gonna put some we're gonna put Gabriel Davis on the bench, you know, like seriously. I mean (laughs) we're gonna put Wilson on the bench, right? Okay, right.
0: Yeah. Like come on. There was a big market out there for Randall Cobb post-draft. Oh, huge market. <laughs> huge market. We're going to get more into this schedule. we got international games. We have holiday games. The NFL's taking over all of our holidays. And, of course, week one games. We'll break it all down here on the GM Shuffle. All right. Anytime you're on the golf course, you always hear the phrase, hit it long and hit it straight. Well, as somebody who's a novice to the game of golf, a new person, I wanted to make sure I had the best equipment possible. So driver is a breakthrough in driver technology. It's a complete and total victory in golf club engineering unlike anything you've ever seen before. Black Op drivers are adjustable to deliver a combined MOI of 10,000 plus for unreal forgiveness that's just ridiculously high so what you got to do go check out the pxG black ops driver you'll be as impressed with it as I am learn more and get free shipping on all equipment at pxg.com GM shuffle and use code GM shuffle at checkout that's pxg.com slash GM shuffle code GMshuffle for free shipping on all equipment pxg.com slash GMshuffle code GM shuffle
1: You're listening to the GM Shuffle with Michael Lombardi, presented by DraftKings and V-CEN. is Femi Abebefe.
0: You know, I'm always interested to see how the league breaks down the primetime games because I think that gives us a little bit of a peek into how the league thinks about these teams heading into the regular season. And we have four teams who have six primetime games, but this was also the first season, Michael, in a while to where we did not have to guarantee all 32 teams a primetime game. So there's four teams that also have zero. That's the Texans, the Falcons, the Cardinals, and the Colts. And those teams are all picking near the top of the draft, so that makes sense. But the four who have the six, Kansas City Chiefs, defending Super Bowl champions, makes a lot of sense. Buffalo Bills, they're always a marquee team. Josh Allen, they score a lot of points. The Dallas Cowboys, America's team, big draw in terms of the ratings. And then you have your guy, Brandon Staley, also your guy, Kellen Moore with the video games. Six primetime games for the LA market. Chargers picking up the slack of the Rams, I believe, here.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, that's going to be interesting to see. I think to me, did they not just look at the win totals and say, look, we're not just, you know, the Cardinals have, I mean, when they went through this, right, the lowest uh-huh. win totals, the Cardinals, the Rams, you know, are, are one of the few, the, low, <laughs> the Texans. They just basically looked at the, like, the win totals and said that they're not, you know, and usually, we always find a team that comes from the bottom of that pack that because of the schedule softness, they can make a move upward. So I actually think it's good. I mean, like why should a team that's playing crappy should get on national? Why do we have to be subjected to watch the Arizona Cardinals? Yeah. No, you know, like what have they done to if that now, if they play better at the year and they're, they're, they're compelling story, they can flex them in. But at some point, like, don't you have to earn the right to get on it? I'm surprised they didn't put Indy on though, because Indy, with Richardson as the quarterback, and, you know, I'm not saying he's going to be a dynamic player early in his career because you know how I feel about that, but I'm surprised they didn't put Indy on just because great home crowd there. Mm-hmm. They always play certain teams. I mean, they beat Kansas City at home last year. You know, the, the, the quarterback might be fun to watch depending on where they are. Mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine Jim Mercer is not calling the league saying, like, what the fuck?
0: Yeah. No, and how, how did Tampa get two primetime games?
1: That's I don't know. Opinion. I like, have no idea. That's a shocker. Tampa's one of the lowest win totals in the league, too. Yeah, it's a small like, market team with no quarterback. <laughs> with, with, yeah, it's with, either going to be Kyle Trask or Baker Mayfield. Uh, you know, No Tom Brady. I, I don't know how they quite did that. That's an interesting one. Like I would have had them instead of the Colts. Uh, not that I think the Colts are going to be great, but the Colts are better than when it went south. Has anybody seen Jeff Saturday in the park lately? I haven't heard from him too much. Have you?
0: I, I have not heard from him. I, I miss him on Get Up. Uh, he was good on Get Up. Is he not doing it anymore? He hasn't been up. Maybe he'll be back for the football season. I don't know, but I do miss him. That's I, I miss that whole situation. And now the Colts, they're, yeah. they're, they're going to be they're gonna be well-ran and they'll be back to normal, but that, that was a fun second half of the season with the Colts and, and your boys Saturday in the parks and what they were providing us from a, from a content standpoint. There were seven teams with five primetime games, both New York teams, Jeff and the Giants the Packers no Aaron Rodgers still five primetime games Vikings won their division Eagles Niners that makes sense how about that the silver and black Las Vegas Raiders five primetime games three of which will be at home at Allegiant Stadium
1: in Vegas well I mean I think the Raiders are you know look if you go back and watch their year last year they were in every game I mean they were a compelling story in every game now they couldn't close games out you know, and they, I think, th- really the only game that they, two games that they didn't play well in, New Orleans and the last Kansas City game. Other than that, they had chances to win in the fourth quarter. So, you know, will they be better? Garoppolo is a good story. They've improved their team a little bit defensively. You know, maybe Tom Brady's going to be a minority owner of the team. Adam Schefter and Seth Wickersham <laughs> reported that today. So, You know, that would be really an interesting dynamic in terms of what his relationship would be and how much he would be involved. I know, you know, Tom has always kind of wanted, you know, it's like Peyton never really wanted to get into the front office. I do think Tom would enjoy that. I think he's kind of like Ozzie Newsom in that sense that he does see the game in a team building mindset.
0: No, I think that'd be a really cool storyline. And they once again host the New England Patriots. Uh, we'll see if it's as dramatic as last year's game with New England and the Las Vegas Raiders <laughs> here. But, but I think Tom Brady joining the Raiders. It adds a little bit of uh, credibility to the silver and here. Not saying that they don't have any, but it adds at least championship credibility with what Brady has been able to do. And it can help out what they're doing here in this uh this turnaround with the Vegas Raiders. So I think it's an interesting matchup. And also, I mean, the Raiders have a massive, massive national fan base as well. So you see why yeah. they put them on primetime. If if, I, if I'm if i one owner that should that should be mad, it's Mike Brown of, of the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm calling the league saying, what the hell? We got one of the most popular players in the league in Joe Burrow, only four primetime games. Like, what, what's going on? I mean, I get we're Cincinnati. I, I don't think Mike market, Brown's
1: but. called. I, I think to me, it, really, the league, if, if you were to ask any team, they would rather play every game Sunday at 1. I mean, oh, so man. the less you mess with us, the better off they are. Like, no one's going to complain. Like, because no one's like your boy, Embiid, who's more worried about being on that, uh, winning the MVP than winning a championship. Like, most teams are like, just get me Sunday at 1, and I'll get, we'll get in the playoffs, and I want to win a title. That's what most teams would love. All the travel. I mean, Seattle's got to travel 31,000 miles. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about that. I mean, all the travel, you know, like, for example, I think the Giants open up the season, They, I think, what, week two? They're in Arizona, then they play Thursday night in San Francisco. So, the, you know, that gives them a chance, which I think is everybody looks at that and says, oh, this is a hard schedule for the Giants. I think this is the greatest thing that could happen to the Giants because you're going to stay out in the desert. Mm-hmm. you got a chance to bond your team, right? you got a chance to bond your team with your team. Everybody thinks training camp is the bonding element of team building. It's not, because we got 90 players or 80 players that come, and half of them are going to get cut. So who are we bonding with? right? But when you can bond during the season, when you can kind of get that, especially early in the year, where you can just get everybody to focus on football like the Giants do, I, I think that's an incredible advantage. I really do. And people look at their schedule and say, oh, they're on the road so much. Yeah, well, they finish the season at home a lot with their weather which their team should be able to know and handle you know at some point you got to go on the road you'd rather do it early than late that's what happened to Philly last year philly was on the road what after the denver game they didn't ever took had, had never had to get another airplane again
0: yeah but philly also i mean they played bad quarterbacks as well last year the giants have to play some pretty decent ones on those road games which can make things difficult for the giants so you talked about their schedule at arizona at san francisco they're likely going to stay out on the west coast come home for seattle at the Miami Dolphins, at the Buffalo Bills, then you had two home games against the Commanders and the Jets, and then three straight road games out to Vegas, then at Dallas, and at the Commanders. So uh, those first 11 weeks, it could be re- rather tricky there for the New York Giants, They're a big blue. How about the holiday slate, though? Because the NFL, of course, is going to take over all of our holidays here, and we have to do, uh, go ahead and do good deeds now so that yeah. we, can, uh, so, so we can make sure that we can be able to watch these games during the holiday season and not get our heads severed off. But <laughs> the, the Thanksgiving slate... All NFC teams, which is interesting because we've talked about how the AFC is so much better than the NFC, but the NFC is dominating Thanksgiving. Packers, Lions, the early game, Commanders, Cowboys, the afternoon one, and then you get 49ers and Seahawks in primetime.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, but they're all, you know, I think whenever you get those rivalry games where teams know each other, they tend to be really close. They tend to be better, you know, in terms of the teams know one another. And then on a short week, one of the things you really want on a Thursday night game like these is you want to know your opponent. You don't want to play a foreign opponent, somebody you've never played before. That's always the hard thing because what you have to do then is you've got to spend May game planning for that team. And hmm. you spend all of May game planning. Say if, say the, the, you know, the Cowboys, they put the Cowboys and the Patriots on Thanksgiving, Right and the Patriots play the Cowboys once once every 4 years. Yeah. So, you know, now you now you got a new offensive coordinator in McCarthy. You know, you got Dan Quinn, so you're going to have to study that, how you handle that. That's not easy to do on Sunday night, Monday, Tuesday and flying in there Wednesday. So, you know, when you when the league gives you these kind of common opponents that you played a lot and know a lot, that gives you a better advantage. The other thing you do when you look at the schedule, I think besides practicing in the OTAs and in training camp is I think you look at the schedule is you look at how many new coordinators you have to face mm. like how many new guys like okay if you're a Philly you you got to sit there and say okay, what am I studying on enemy? Is he going to run Andy's West Coast version of the offense or is he going to run something else? you know there's not a lot of data you got to study the tape and with all the new coordinators in the league you've got to kind of study them and have a portfolio of who they are. And kind of work your way through that, and spend a lot of May on that subject. Because when you get into the week, you kind of want to have a background on the coach. Remember, if you're in, if you're coaching, uh, studying the coaches is as important as studying the personnel.
0: No, I think that's a really good point, especially on those short weeks there. We see that sometimes these first-year head coaches tend to struggle on the short weeks because they're figuring out just the process of how to condense but, a full week into just two and a half, three days to get ready for that game there. So I think because
1: a- they don't spend time. They don't spend time and they don't take their OTA days. They don't take their mini camp days. They mm-hmm. don't take the beginning of training camp to kind of work that way in you know if you don't there's certain things that if you don't work on if you want to run power let's say as an example you know if you want to be a power team which is double teams and kick down you got to practice that every day and you got to work on that every day you just can't like put that in and say okay we're going to be proficient at it you you might hit one but it's a hard play to execute so you got to practice that a lot so you you know everything you do as a head coach is about time and money how much time do i invest in this to get the reward that i need out of it that's really the job you have if you're robert salai that's the job you have how do we how do i maximize my time that i have to prepare for what i'm facing mm-hmm. whether it's clearly in my own division but then outside how much time am i going to defend decide to spend on philadelphia dallas who i don't know you know washington who i don't know with the new offense and then the giants i think that's that's really how you have to break it down
0: yeah, It's a good thing they have Aaron Rodgers in there doing the offseason program versus what he was doing. And in Randall Green Bay. Cobb,
1: they run slot routes. Yeah, they run yeah. Randall. Yeah, well, absolutely. He's,
0: he's practically the receivers coach, let's be honest. Uh, Christmas Day, though, is going to be a lot of fun. A triple headers, the NFL once again uh, sending a nice gift to the NBA. They're taking over Christmas. <laughs> Raiders at the Chiefs Christmas morning. Giants Eagles will renew their pleasantries in the afternoon. And then the Ravens and the Niners, which is a really interesting primetime game here at West Coast.
1: Yeah, I get Lamar Jackson on Christmas Day. I mean, a, F- a Super Bowl, another Super uh, revisit, a Super Bowl here. So, yeah, I mean, look, they could put any three teams on Christmas Day. We're all going to watch them. I, I mean, we're going to sit there in food coma, you know, and, and, and it's just, to me, it's the greatest thing. We don't have to watch a meaningless NBA game and wonder about whether the guys are going to play or not. We're going to get really good competitive action. And, I mean, these rated, this Black Friday game now is going to go through the roof. I mean, oh, I yeah. think this is – I really was impressed with – I thought Amazon got a good schedule this year. I don't know if you looked at it, but I thought they got a good yeah. schedule.
0: But I saw that we're not getting an L.A. Amazon game until December,
1: so Toscanos might have to be put off until December time. <laughs> Al has Al has lunch. Al has di- at halftime. He has tablecloths and a chair. He's right there. It's like it's like when Clemenza went into that restaurant got Godfather one, and he sat down in the back room. That's Al at halftime. We,
0: we we got him a good schedule this year. Let's go overseas when we come back. We'll also break down week one in the twenty twenty three NFL regular season. Schedules out, baby. We love it. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 8778 hope and Y or text HOPE-N-Y-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please pay responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
1: You're listening to the GM Shuffle with Michael Lombardi, presented by DraftKings and Sin. Here is Femi Abebefe.
0: Let's go overseas, shall we? The NFL's International Series features five games – one of them in London at Wembley Stadium. Two of them at Tottenham, where the Tottenham Hotspurs play the English Premier League team. I know, Michael, you're dialed in on the EPL.
1: Completely the- <laughs> like that. Yeah, I mean, completely. Yeah, they kind of sublet. Whenever the Sixers aren't playing, I'm I'm just in there on Tottenham. Ta- Tottenham. <laughs>
0: We're getting it done. Harry Kane, shout out to him. And then we get two more games in Germany. But this time, the two games will be in Frankfurt. Last year, Seahawks and Buccaneers was over in Munich. Now we'll get two games in Frankfurt. I thought it was really interesting that we got the back-to-back Jacksonville games overseas. Like, How do you think from a preparation standpoint that's going to kind of factor into what we see play out on the field here? Because Jacksonville, I'm, I'm assuming, requested to get those back-to-back games, first hosting the Falcons, and then they'll be taking on the Bills later on at Tottenham.
1: Well, I think this was not a you know just a happenstance. This was premeditated because I think mm-hmm. what they want to be able to do is see if it can work. Could we put a team in ja- in London? an NFL team in London, when we go to 34 teams, and could this work? You know, could they go over? And so the whole idea is, say, Jacksonville moves to London, and I'm not suggesting that, but say they did. So Jacksonville goes to London, they play two games there, they come back to America, they play two games in America, they go back to London, you know, for two more, and they kind of do that, and that's kind of how they handle it. So I think this is kind of a test run. And look, Jacksonville, they're going to redo their stadium. And which needs to be redone. tremendously it needs to be redone. So through that where are they going to play? you know th- mm-hmm. there's no other place to play in Jacksonville that, that could handle this, this crowd. So maybe they take a year and play in London and see if that works. Now the home base will be in in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. you know everything will be done in Jacksonville, player tryouts, workouts, all that stuff but the games will be played over there and the players that are in the games will have residency in London. So I think this is a test run. I really do because we are going to get in the next eight years, we are going to get an international game. If the Washington commander sells for 6.05 billion, you know, and this league decides to add two more teams of international value, it's going to be huge. I mean, it's going to be incredible. And, If we go to 34 teams, which I think we will because of this international game and how popular the game is in Germany and it's seemingly so popular in London, why not? Man,
0: 34 teams. I'm not sure how they would do that from a scheduling standpoint and a a divisional standpoint. You obviously have lopsided divisions.
1: Right, but remember, the the other part that adds to this too a little bit here is the networks no longer have, Fox doesn't have the NFC Mm -hmm. and CBS doesn't have the AFC. Like, you bid, back in the day, Fox always paid more for the NFC because of the markets. That's over with now. Everybody, you get a bill from the league. Either you want to pay for games or you don't want to pay for games. And so, this is kind of what's in the pot. So, it isn't like, okay, we'll put one team, you know, maybe they'll have a five division. Maybe they'll redo. I don't know. But I think, to me, that's where this is going. And it should go because the game is going to become an international game. And we can fly fairly easily you know london's want a five-hour flight i mean buffalo goes over there and plays they'll leave whether they leave friday morning or they leave thursday night they go over there they spend get acclimated it's no different than going to the west coast if you're buffalo you Got to go to seattle it's probably maybe what a little maybe a half hour 40 minutes longer time difference is longer so that affects you
0: yeah i mean that's like been the hidden secret for about a decade or so now the nfl Eyeing London, and specifically the Jacksonville Jaguars and Shad Khan and that ownership group there, because I mean they have a team. I was j- we're joking about the EPL in the last segment. The Cons own Fulham, which is an English Premier League team, so they have business overseas as well. So like they're but, definitely interested yeah. in doing that.
1: Yeah, I, I agree, Femi, and I think when you look at this, right? So when the Raiders were in Oakland, the value of their franchise was not very good, even though the Raiders have a national brand. The move to Las Vegas made the raiders a wealthy franchise and that because they got out of a depressed market and they got into a stadium i mean you know mark davis hit the lottery and he was had enough cur- courage to move to las vegas you know the 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 chargers are doing fine in los angeles but the chargers should if they would have they would have done better if they moved to vegas i mean everybody thought that they were screwing the raiders out of moving to los angeles well vegas ended up being a better venue anyway I mean, Jacksonville either is going to get a lot of or a lot of concessions in the stadium and all that, because let's face it, it's a very, very small market. Mm -hmm. And London is a huge market, and it, it would mean a ton of the value of the franchise would go way up.
0: Yeah, I mean, London's one of the biggest markets worldwide, globally. You talk about London or Tokyo. I mean, they would never take a team to Tokyo. That might be a stretch a little bit too far. Yeah, I couldn't see across. Tokyo
1: or Mexico City. I couldn't yeah. see those two. You know, we don't have a Mexico City game this year, and they, and that's probably a good thing because of that altitude at 10,000 feet. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a hard thing to get ready for.
0: Well, I think they're going to go back. I think it's just because they're doing the stadium uh, renovations yeah. for that one, but I think they'll probably go back in a year or so to Mexico city. Uh, My guess is that we'll probably get like a cowboy game down there or a Raider game down there. Uh, We've seen the Niners and the Cardinals down there as well. So uh, Mexico city definitely has a big fan base for the NFL and appetite for professional football. Uh, Another game in Tottenham Ravens and the Titans Ravens, five and a half point favorites. That game will be played October 15th. And then the Frankfurt Germany games, we get Colts Patriots, but before that dolphins and the chiefs and the NFL, in my opinion, does a great job by and large with scheduling things out here. But I, I was a little disappointed to see Dolphins Chiefs overseas versus seeing Tyree Hill return to Arrowhead Stadium.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, look, I, I think this will be an incredible crowd, you know, and and the German fans are incredible. And I mean, the for the Chiefs to give up a home game in Arrowhead, just like the Patriots, I mean, that's yeah. a huge concession by their owners to do that, you know, and and it, and it, and they're putting the 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 effect of the brand ahead of their own self-interest. So give them credit. You know, I mean, look, it's a November 5th game. You know, the we- I don't know what the weather's going to be like in Frankfurt. It'd probably be nicer than it would be in Kansas City in November, so it probably benefits. I thought Miami's schedule was interesting. They opened the season... In Los Angeles and then they come back to New England. Usually you gotta you know, one of the other things you look at is the heat where we're going Mm -hmm. to play in heat. Do we play in Miami in September? Do we play in Tampa in September? Do we play in Jacksonville? The other places, you know, New Orleans is hot, but they're indoors, right? Tennessee's another one of those hard places to play, although Tennessee's not a very good home opening team.
0: Mm -hmm. And I was a little disappointed by the league doing the Miami-Buffalo thing because last year I thought it was actually a cool dynamic of having Bills go play in Miami in September when it's scorching hot and it's 125% humidity. And then you had Miami go to Buffalo in December when it was snowing. Now you have Miami going to Buffalo in October, October 1st, and then you have the Bills going to Miami late in the season when it's cooled down a yeah. little bit there on South Beach. So they, they yeah, avoided, the, bi- they avoided bi- the extreme weathers for both instances. Right.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think they – If to me, it's it's fair. If you make me play in the heat, you got to make me play in the cold, right? Yeah, yeah. I think you got to go both ways.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I thought it was interesting because, like, that was when I was looking at the Cowboys schedule. I was like, all right, when's the Buffalo game? Because that's – I was concerned about they have to travel to Buffalo. Is it going to be late in the year? Is it early – Of course, it's late in the year, so it's probably going to be crappy weather, and we'll see how Dallas survives that one. (laughs) Hopefully, it's not a snowstorm out there in western New York. But uh, uh, while we have a little bit of time, I did want to hit on some of these week one games because, you know, as somebody who likes to dabble into the wagering of the NFL, it it just brought an absolute smile to my face to see the lines going. The odds were moving. Numbers were changing with week number one. And we have some interesting games, seven divisional games. We have five home underdogs with week number one. We haven't talked a lot about my Dallas Cowboys and the New York Giants. The Cowboys, three-point favorites, Sunday night football in the Meadowlands against Brian Dayball, Daniel Jones, and Big Blue. What do you make of that game as we renew the Cowboys-Giants week one annual Uh, tradition?
1: I, I mean, I think it's awesome. You know, I think it's great to get, you know, you got two teams that were playoff teams last year for Sunday night football. You know, I think that's, you can't get better than that. And I think it probably was the right thing. You know, could you have put the Eagles Patriots on in that slot, knowing that Brady was going to be back, mm-hmm. might have been really compelling. But I think when you look over the four o'clock slate games, I mean, I, I think they picked the best one. And look, the Giants are going to have to. You know, the Giants opened up last year in Tennessee and found a way to win that game in the second half. This is the Giants' schedule. When you look at it, like I mentioned, they got. A, you know, last year they got off to a really fast start. This year, it's going to be a harder start for them, so this is going to be a critical game for them. But, look, you know the teams. You're kind of you comfortable playing against them. You know, that's the one thing is you're going out there and it's like you don't know how to handle Mekhi Parsons. You know how good he is. You know what their team is. So when you can open up the season with a team that you're comfortable playing against, I think it's a lot easier.
0: Dolphins and the Chargers, I think, is a really sneaky, underrated afternoon game. Week number one their Chargers, two-and-a-half point favorites. The total in that game is 49 and we are going to get Kellen Moore versus Vic Fangio. We get Brandon Staley, Mike McDaniel. Like it, it, The story writes itself, Herbert, Tua. I'm sure we'll be talking about that one post-week uh, one.
1: Yeah, that, you know, that that could have been an interesting Sunday night game too, yeah. really. The, the, you know, we had that last – didn't we have that last yep. year on Sunday night? Yeah, it got flexed and, in last or was, year. I get, I get confused if it was Sunday or Thursday, but remember, you know, and that's when the, the Miami – just didn't play well down the stretch. So, yeah, I mean, look, all these games are going to be fun to watch. And the fact that we don't, you know, I think i got to figure out the YouTube thing, right? YouTube now has the the Sunday ticket, correct? Mm Hmm. Which is awesome. Yeah,
0: no, I think there's a a cool little pro tip here. Uh, If you sign up before June 6th, you get $100 off of your Sunday ticket package. So make sure you get that done before June 6th. I got to remind myself. So I'm going to do it today. To get that done. Did you, you do go. it? I haven't done it yet. It's on my list of things to do before June 6th at least. Uh, but I will definitely be doing it to make sure. Because like YouTube has this cool mosaic mode. I've seen people like, show it on Twitter, or on YouTube or so, where you can do like the four box within one screen. So you can watch four games on one screen. And if you have like a two or three TV setup, you can get a full Sunday slate. With just two TVs or three TVs or right. what have you, so you can get. You, we're going to keep our eyes on everything with this YouTube uh, mosaic mode. I don't think that they're a, uh, a sponsor I gotta, I gotta here, but maybe that. they want to shout out to us. Yeah, so I got to look into that. Get get the, get the YouTube up and running because that's where Sunday Ticket is this upcoming season here. Uh, the rookie quarterbacks: Bryce Young, Carolina; C.J. Stroud, Houston. They're starting off on the road. Not easy games here. Young is going to be in Atlanta taking on the Falcons. Stroud, welcome to the NFL. You're taking on the Baltimore Ravens. <laughs>
1: Yeah, a tough, a tough game to go into Baltimore. But look, you got to play somewhere, right? You know, you can't. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to hide it. I think Bryce Young, he's played in, he's played in Atlanta Stadium. What he's played, how many championships in there? So that'll be yeah. comfortable for him. And one thing about these kids, that you know, I mean, look. Ohio State, you go into Michigan, you think that's an easy venue, right? So I don't think they're going to be overwhelmed by the venue or the opening game or who they're playing. I really don't. I think we're past that. They've played a lot of big games. I think whether they're ready to play is a different story, whether the game's too big for them.
0: Yeah, no. I think it's going to be really interesting to see how those guys come out of the gates. They're Bryce Young, the Panthers have some interesting games early on where if they can either get off to a really great start or they can get off to a, a shaky start there, just depending on which way the ball bounces. We're going to get into more of these week one games on the other side. And also, Michael, I want you to think about this while we take this break. Who's going to be your pick for Survivor week number one? Early thoughts on oh, that here. Great. This is the GM Shuffle.
1: To the GM shuffle with Michael Lombardi, presented by DraftKings and VCN. Here is Femi Abepafe.
0: I don't know if you're as excited as this game, Michael, as I am. Packers at the Bears. Oh, buddy, oh. My, my clients, my clients will be on display. Jordan are you, Love. Are you, are you Justin? Have Fields. you
1: signed a? a le- have you signed a letter of intent with Jordan Love to represent him? I didn't know you took him on. I thought. I thought he was still dangling in the wind, looking for it. Did you take oh, him no. on too?
0: I'm taking on Jordan Love, and and I and, and I need to sign some exclusive papers with Justin Fields because there's too many people that are trying to steal him away from me.
1: Well, your boy, your boy, Danny O. Over I there, mean, is, is he going to be in the conversation? He's I mean, trying hard
0: just, to steal him away from me, man. Like he's talking MVP I
1: convo. Mean, it's 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 gone too far. I mean, far. this guy is amazing. He can just say stuff, and you know, with no evidence. I mean. There's no evidence behind any of it. I mean, it's all projection. 91 sacks, 29 fumble. That's like that doesn't even deter him. You know, it doesn't even deter him. Like it, the guy. But look, it's what is what it is. We'll see. I, I don't get the one thing I don't get is why the Bears are so heavily favored over the Packers. I don't know what the line is in this game, Elliot. Two and a half. But I mean, two and a half. Yep. But to me, like for the win totals and for the conference, for the division, like. The, the Packers are not bad defensively in spite of what Big Daddy might say. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're better than the Bears defensively. The Bears have a lot of moving parts on that offense it's going to take. Now, I understand. I understand Buzz Lightyears is in. He's also in Chicago, too. Buzz is busy now. I know Tom Hanks has a new book, but, man, he's busy all over the place. No, Tom Hanks played the cowboy. Tom Hanks played yeah. Woody, right? No, um, I mean, a, what's his Tim Allen? Tim Allen played Buzz. Tim yeah. Allen's busy as shit now. I mean, he's busy as hell. <laughs>
0: the Packers, I don't know if you've told Big Daddy this or not, but I hope Big Daddy's ready for the playoffs, man. Because you look at that schedule, it, it can go one of two ways. And I tweeted this yesterday. I could see 13 and four. I could see four and 13 and everything oh else in between. God. I'm telling you, Michael, I c- I'm telling you, <sighs> if you take a look at where we just pulled the schedule up right now, they don't play a playoff team from last season until week number eight. Now, obviously those things change from year to year. They're not the a playoff has- team. They, they're not a playoff team. If the quarterback is good, why can't they make it in that weak division?
1: I mean, they had Aaron Rodgers, and they couldn't make it last year. They're too young. I think they're hard. I think, to me, if I'm betting them, you know, they start two road games, which I think will be hard. Mm-hmm. I think they it's going to take them a little while to get better. I mean, could I see them win in seven games? Yeah, I think. But the second half of the season will be more effective for them than the first half because there's a lot of moving parts. When you're this young as a football team, as the Packers are, it's hard. Now look, they do have the advantage because let's face it, they're in the NFC. Yep. Right, they're in the NFC. They 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 don't play it. They open the season up with two guys that are not based on QBR, not very highly rated. They go to the Saints. I mean, it's it's not that difficult of a schedule. I it's agree not. with you, but they're not that good of a team with at the quarterback. Now, if he plays well, I think they they could be the story. Right? Could he play well enough to kind of turn them around a little bit? Like. Trevor Lawrence, as the year went on, Lawrence got better. Maybe that's the case.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think the schedule, it's out there in front of them. If, they, if they're if they good, they can really make some hay here. Now, if they're bad, of course, you know they're going to lose a lot you, of games.
1: Have you, have you taken LaFlorian as a client, too? Oh, I just want to no. know that. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I just want to make no, sure no. that. We, I want to ask you, we, too, we, before we too keep, as we stay on this, is Doc Rivers a client of yours, too? Absolutely not. <laughs> okay, I just not. check no. it. I have to check your no. roster. I don't know. No, you know, no, I want to nope. see if you know.
0: No, no. After right. what we've seen, way too many of Doc's movies to to, to be able to take
1: him. On oh, have client. you really? Yeah, oh, that's no, shocking. What? Seen. What Doc is? Uh, let me just give you what Doc six and nine in Game Sevens as we get ready for Game Seven. But here's the most imp- telling se- tale of Doc. I think that's so significant. He's <laughs> seventeen and thirty-two in closeout games. The thirty-two losses in closeout games sets an NBA record. Just just keep that in mind. So
0: it sounds like you like Boston on Sunday, is what I'm hearing.
1: <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know if I could trust Boston. I mean, Missoula's not you a great, the Missoula's a dad. You know, I mean, it looks like Al Horford took over the coaching of the team to me last night. Didn't it look like that to you? <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to be the, the, the
0: snatching the the victory from the jaws of defeat or snatching defeat from the jaws of victory is what it might end up being uh, on Sunday, because both of those coaches uh, it's, it might be a disaster a high pressure situation as well, but everybody, they don't want to hear us talk about basketball. They want to hear us talk about football. Bengals Browns. I think is a really cool week one game because we've talked about how Deshaun Watson, we don't really know what he's going to look like last year. Awful prior to that upper echelon quarterback. Now they host Cincinnati who has been the class of that division here. Bengals now two and a half point favorites.
1: Yeah, I mean, to me though, I think the difference of the Browns will be Schwartz and the defense. I think that'll create some problems for the Bengals, and the Bengals will have to figure out how this is all going to operate and how they're going to handle it. You know, and is their offensive line as they've made the changes with Orlando Brown over there at left tackle, and they moved Williams over to right? How that works out? I mean, I, I think these are nail biter games. I really do. I think everybody's. You know, you talked about Survivor. You know, it's mm-hmm. uh, you. You know, I I think it's Survivor. And I I don't play Survivor, but I think in Survivor, you need to have ground rules, right? Yep. You need to have, like, ground rules. Like, I think you should avoid the – but it's hard to have ground rules. But I think it should be – you should avoid rivalry games Mm -hmm. as early in the season as as you possibly – especially in divisional games because it's so unpredictable and the teams know each other. Like – it, it, I would say everybody's going to take Baltimore against the Texans, right? Yeah. Everybody's taking Baltimore and Survivor Week 1. I think that's fairly easy to say that, right? You know, but Baltimore plays on Christmas Day. So you 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 want to save them? That gets you to problems. But to me, I think, to me... Y- Because of Survivor, how it goes, you better take a lock. You better take an early lock. And I think, to me, you should stay away from those unpredictable ones like what got everybody bet Indy last year and Jacksonville won the game.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, My one rule in Survivor, and I only have one because it's hard to have too many rules because then you're going to end up with a week where you don't pick anybody. But my one rule is no division games week one. Like you said, the rivalry games, you just don't know. These division games, teams are prideful. They get up for these games. You have all summer. There's optimism heading into the season. If you, Even if we all don't think a team's going to be good, they at least think they're going to be good. They're going to play hard in that week one game, so I'd avoid those division games. But I'll, I'll push back, though. I don't think it's going to be Baltimore because I think people are going to want to save Baltimore down the road because Baltimore's a good mm-hmm. team. I think it's going to be Minnesota. I think that's going to be the team that really? everybody – because they're hosting Tampa non-division game they're at home and they're around a touchdown favorite and i don't think people are going to want to save minnesota because everybody i mean we all we all know it they were had a lot of luck last season you know i think minnesota's gonna be the team that that people want to get rid of and just say all right let me use them hopefully they win and we move on
1: what do you think about would you play would you consider washington in week one
0: that's the one i kind of had against the cardinals that's the
1: one i kind of had circled yeah (laughs) That's that's uh, because you're not going to use Washington until later in the year anyway because no. you're not sure. But it's really a play against Arizona, right? I mean, yeah. that would be the play against because they don't, you know, Murray's not going to play quarterback. That they're mm-hmm. not going to, they're going to have a hard time blocking that defensive front. They're on the road, you know. By this time, the commander should have been sold, right? So, yeah. I, I I I would consider that one. I would consider that one. I I wouldn't consider. You know, the Rams, Seattle. I might consider Seattle, but I would you might want to use them later. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think but I think the Vikings, Commanders, and the Ravens are the three I think that are gonna yeah. be the most interesting topics.
0: I think the Vikings will be the most popular one. I do think the Commanders will be either number two or number three. Uh Seattle, I mean, that's another division game. I would be scared to death to use that one. Uh, and I don't see anybody using any of the primetime games. they are too closely spread. Kansas City how, how as well. How about Philly? Survivor.
1: How about Philly versus the oh, Patriots?
0: I mean, I, I wouldn't do it. I could see some people doing it, but I think you'd want to. And also, too, for the people out here who play Survivor at circa, the bonus of saving those Super Bowl participants, people might avoid using Eagles that early. They might wait till it's a dire situation because they want to keep the one million dollar bonus alive. So I don't think they'll use Philly in that one. Because like Philly and KC, last year's Super Bowl participants, uh, I think they're going to avoid those ones. So I could see Baltimore. I, I, I would say, go ahead. I, yeah, I could see Baltimore, Washington, like you said, and also Minnesota. Maybe maybe people use Jacksonville against Indianapolis, but we saw how that worked in reverse a couple yeah. years ago.
1: I, I would say this. I would take a sure thing. You know, like I would take, like last year people took the 49ers against the Bears as a sure thing. That didn't work. Mm-hmm. But the weather kind of, I think, messed that up as much as anything. So I think you, I, I think this notion of saving teams, you know, hurts you because if you don't get to week two, what are you saving them for?
0: <laughs> for next year. Because <laughs> there's no rebuy. Once you're out, you're out. So you can't yeah. save them for anything else. But, uh, yeah, I, the, only, the only, I guess, issue I'd have with Washington is that you're putting your survivor – life in the hands of a of a quarterback who's played one game. And, right, and, and but the that's, Cardinals
1: that's scary. The Cardinals are underdogs in every game with a win total mm-hmm. of four and a half. I mean, think you know, so the, the one of the things about survivors, you got to play against bad teams, right? Yeah. And you got to play teams that play bad teams that aren't in their division because you can only use those once.
0: So early in the season, would you then try to just pick on the Cardinals and pick whoever team yeah. that they're facing?
1: I mean, new coach, right? Mm-hmm. New coach, you know, no, not a very good team. No quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm all in on that. I'm I'm with you a little bit on the Bucks too. Although, you know, I think Todd Bowles is a really good defensive coach, and I just think that ball could bounce funny for Minnesota. Yeah. So I would be a little worried about that because Minnesota that that they 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 lived in Ireland for the whole year. I mean, <laughs> Jesus Christ, they can't get luckier than them.
0: Yeah, they're still looking up how the hell they were able to win that many close games and win 13 games with a negative point differential. Think about that. It wouldn't shock me if the ball bounced against them. We got some cool little betting observations from our friends at VEASAN here. And you talked about how the Cardinals are underdogs in every game with a win total of four and a half. How about San Francisco's win total dropping from 11 and a half to 10 and a half after the schedule came out?
1: Yeah, that's interesting. I would have not thought that. I would have not thought that. I've got to kind of go through that. That was interesting. I thought the Bucks being only favored in one game and yet getting two national television games is another one.
0: Just makes zero sense. Zero yeah. sense. For whatsoever I don't know what the hell the league was thinking doing that one because that, that was like who wants to watch this team? Unless you're a Bucks fan. Who like nobody wants to watch them? It's Baker Mayfield or Kyle yeah. Trask. Maybe Kyle Trask is good. Hopefully he is, because if, if we have to watch them, we at least need some good quarterback play to make it entertaining. Cincinnati, favored in fifteen of seventeen games. The only two games are not favored. At the Chiefs, at the Niners, win total 11 and a half. Yeah.
1: And and yet the Niners' win total at 10 and a half. Think about that.
0: Well, I, we have more faith in Joe Burrow versus whoever the hell the Niners are starting that quarterback.
1: Yeah, I think that's the, the thing is the quarterback, <laughs> right? But yeah. Lance is looking good. I mean, he's light years ahead of where he was at any point. Nobody's looked better than Lance right now. So don't worry about it. Everything's going to be fine. What do you think of New Orleans?
0: Win total nine and a half. and favorite in 10 games, one of the easier schedules playing in that NFC South?
1: I would say, you know, they. I think they're a lock to go over on their title. I think they're really good.
0: Yeah, It's going to be interesting. We're going to break down the schedule more on Monday as well, whatever we didn't hit on today, but this was a lot of fun, Michael Lombardi. We had the schedule out. Thanks, we got Benny. games. Yeah, we got was lines. Great. A lot of fun. Thank you to our producer, Elliot Bowman. Thank you to you, Michael. Thank you to all the listeners and the viewers. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast. and we'll see you guys on Monday here on the GM Shuffle.